and stepping over a scattering of toys as she went. She smiled as she picked up a floppy-eared bunny and set it gently in a chair. A stack of children's picture books sat on a nearby table. Taking care of her twin sister's little boy, Jackson McElroy, was about the only thing that gave her a sense of fulfillment these days. With Caitlin serving a medical internship at Johns Hopkins and Caitlin's husband Noah running an increasingly busy family medicine practice here in town, Carrie had volunteered for daycare duty whenever they needed her. More and more often they'd come to rely on her, which suited her just fine, but seemed to be making everyone else in her driven family a little crazy. Babysitting wasn't considered a suitable career goal for the granddaughter of the town's founder, She picked up a few more toys, put them in the brightly colored toy box she'd painted herself one particularly dreary winter day, then grabbed her purse and walked into town. Ten minutes later, she was at O'Brien's, the Irish pub her second cousin Luke had opened a few years back. She knew she'd find a good meal there, even if it came with a serving of family meddling from whichever O'Brien happened to be around. When she walked in the door, she was startled to find it mostly empty. Hey, Carrie, Luke said, automatically pouring a glass of white wine for her. Where is everybody? she asked, as she settled on a stool in front of the magnificent old bar that Luke had found in Ireland and shipped home to be the centerpiece of his pub. It's barely five o'clock. We'll be filling up soon. Carrie glanced at her watch and groaned. Today... A day without the baby to watch had been endless. Apparently, it wasn't close to being over, either. Can I ask you a question? She said. As Luke polished glassware and readied the bar for this evening's business, he studied her face for a moment, then came around the bar and sat down beside her, giving her his full attention. What's on your mind? You were the youngest in my mom's generation, right? Oh, yeah. Did you feel pressured to accomplish something? He laughed. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Not even a little bit, she said. You know all this, but let me remind you. By the time I finished college, your mom was a financial success story on Wall Street. Kevin had served in the military, then jumped onto the bandwagon to preserve the bay with Uncle Thomas. Connor was a hotshot divorce lawyer in Baltimore. Bree had opened a successful flower shop, then a local theater, where she's now writing and directing to critical acclaim. And Jess was barely into her twenties, and already turning the inn at Eagle Point into a successful regional destination. He allowed that to sink in, then added, That's what I was up against. O'Brien seemed to know what they wanted in the womb. All of them except me. And me, Carrie lamented. Funny how you were the youngest and felt lost. Kate and I are the oldest in our generation. She recognized her destiny even before she got out of high school. She's determined to be a doctor and save the world. Luke grinned. And your goals aren't that lofty? I'm not sure I even have goals. I thought I did. I enjoyed PR work well enough. I was good at it, too. And I liked being in the fashion industry, but that was more about being with Mark than the work. It didn't break my heart when another job in fashion didn't materialize right away. Working with him is what I miss most, so that must be telling me something. Luke studied her with a commiserating look. Have you figured out the message? She shrugged. 
Nope, all I know is that I hate being at loose ends. Luke gave her a long, considering look. I know the ambition gene can't possibly have skipped over you completely. All O'Briens have it. Not me. All I ever really wanted was to be a wife and mom. Graham was my role model. Nell made a real home for mom and her siblings after Grandpa Mick and Grandma Megan split up. I always saw myself doing that same thing, cooking, baking, nurturing my kids, right here, surrounded by family. All through college, I kept expecting to meet someone and fall in love. I practically made a career out of dating. I thought for sure I'd get a marriage license 15 minutes after I picked up my diploma. That was the plan, but it never happened. Then I met Mark and thought he was the one. Of course, he was the last man on earth who'd ever be happy in a small town, so I have no idea how I expected him to fit into my dream. Ever heard of compromise? Luke asked with a